Welcome to Edgework oh, sorry, sorry, sorry. here on the Hammer Betting Network. If you're a hockey fan, this is the show for you. We'll be recapping last night's action and looking ahead to our favorite bets on today's card. Andy dressed for Halloween a little bit earlier. I think you're going as a sexual predator or deviant. Andy, with those sunglasses. Well, that's not going to get you banned. Is that going to get you banned from YouTube? That's like the first 30 seconds, right? We've conveniently placed a 30-second bumper with the music at the beginning to avoid these situations yes but myself rob pizzola joined by andy mcneil at digital gambler you can head over to vison.com check out all of his stuff over there great reads every single morning where he previews the entire hockey card and his bets that he's making in the morning he actually updates those over the course of the day as well so be sure to check that out and so money sports at so money going as the batman today with the bats in the background on the way that's changed <laughs> since yesterday yeah the kids uh didn't they they don't like me having my bare walls in the back here, so they needed something up. That's nice. They <laughs> got to give the kids something to do, right, around Halloween. <laughs> yeah, while well, Daddy's watching the games, you can uh, make these crafts here. Yes. For those uh, who don't know, we do have a YouTube channel. It's Edgework on YouTube. Please hit that subscribe button. You'll get notified when we go live every single day, Monday to Friday. If you do enjoy the content, give it a thumbs up as well. For those who are on Twitter, no problem. You can watch on Twitter. Just know that we do not see your comments in real time. So if you do have questions or want to get in on the conversation, we'll only see your comments from the YouTube and Twitch streams. All right, guys, let's get into it. A recap of last night. Um, Andy, I know you're a Bruins fan. Where, like, first of all, where did the Brad Marchand news come out of? Because like that was oh my god, completely unexpected. Yeah, and so like in these situations, like on a on a big slate, you know, eight, nine, ten games. If there are games that I can like cross off the board as I don't have to pay attention to this for one reason or another, I like to do that because it just allows me to narrow my focus and and focus on the things that I think are important. So yesterday, I had a small edge on the Bruins. You know, early in the morning, I think they were around minus two ten ish or something like that at at that time. Uh, and, and I thought that the line should be a little higher, but it wasn't enough to really justify laying a, a big bet on a, a big favorite, right? So um, I, I crossed that off the board uh, because Jim Montgomery, the Bruins head coach, had said uh, during the team's media availability on Wednesday that Brad Marchand, while very close to returning, was not going to be back in the lineup on Thursday versus Detroit uh, or on on Friday today versus the the Columbus Blue Jackets. And then he totally reversed that decision on Thursday. Marchand did play. And of course, he made a huge difference. He scored two goals, added an assist, and uh, was a, a big factor in the, the Bruins' uh, win over the Red Wings. And the line, the market moved uh, significantly in Boston's direction. Obviously, Marchand is a big-time player. Um, so that was pretty frustrating. Like, I didn't bet on the Red Wings, but if I had a bet on the Red Wings, I would have been uh, pretty tilted. Uh, and, uh, you know, just, just, I mean, I think it's a great example and probably the most egregious example of just what NHL coaches and really coaches in any league can't be doing these days in the in the betting with the the betting world being such a, a prominent sport a part of the sports world. Um, I think that the NHL is going to have to you know kind of put some kind of clamp on the coaches. Like, hey, if you if if you, if you don't know if if you say a player is not going to play, then that kind of rules them out for that game. I think at that point, right? Uh, I don't know. That's how I feel about it. I will say, and and so money, I'll let you talk to this as well. I do feel like this kind of stuff, though, actually works in our favor as better. Yeah, it does, right? Yeah, yeah. So, like for for like the most part, there's um on the uh, on the one hand, um, from the for the the NHL, they can't 
they can't expect to get into bed with like with like gambling companies while doing this kind of stuff. But um, I can see it from that perspective. But for us, I mean, there's like I would say, there's edge and chaos, right? So like, like I. But I have a counterpoint to that. I'm sorry, but like I love the chaos, and this is yeah. this is one of my favorite yeah. things to argue that yeah, the chaos is a great thing for us as betters, but. When you come out and say the guy's not playing, that that kind of removes yeah. the whole chaos aspect. I'm not. Ex- that's totally unexpected. There's not yeah. a, any anticipation there that he's going to play, right? So that's that's why I'm kind of I was kind of jilted by yeah. by that yesterday. Yeah, and, yeah I I would have liked it if he had just come out and said that like I don't know, right? Exactly. Because like, yeah. the thing is that like like once he after he says no, right? Like mm-hmm. like we're all writing that off. If he says I don't know, we've all got it in our in our probabilities that. A thirty percent chance, forty percent chance, whatever the case is, and then if he is in, like, like we know we can get to the market, right? So, so and like that's and that's where the chaos comes in. But yeah, like he 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 shouldn't have unequivocally said no. Yeah, like and and then today he says that uh, Marchant isn't going to 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 travel with the well, he might be traveling with the team, but uh, he said he's not going to play the back to back. So like, what do you what do you do you believe that? Like, I don't know, right? Seriously, yeah. I've actually marked him as questionable in my model today as well because <laughs> yeah. I have no idea who we. we exactly. I mean, I'd like to say that he probably doesn't play just because you don't want to tell like two huge lies in the span of that that time period. Yeah. But uh, who knows nowadays? It's the NHL. We get all sorts of misinformation, and we have to navigate our way through that. Uh, so, money on your end, Canucks finally <laughs> get a win, man. Finally. They they did get the win on the scoreboard, but like, was it really? A win <laughs> right, like I I I thought they looked horrible. Right, like they were they they were aided by a couple of power play goals. There was an empty net goal in there, five on five. They just they they just look bad. Like we I, I talked about this on 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 yesterday's show that um, Seattle is a team now that can generate offense. They've they they they've they've got a couple of finishers now on, on that. With that, with that forward group, they just don't get the consistent goaltending, right? Uh, thank you, Martin Jones, by the way. Um, meanwhile, like the Canucks are sitting here dressing an AHL caliber defense every every game, right? So, um, and now the Penguins are in Vancouver waiting for them. So, it's 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 just gonna get uglier. Like I I I thought the 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 Carolina game they looked bad, mm-hmm. but it was against a very good defensive team. Right against Seattle, like there was really no reason for them to look that bad, and, Mind. and it was it was terrible. Mind you, the only goals they scored against Carolina came off a, a terrible challenge by Rod Brendamore oh, that resulted the in worst the worst of the year. Ball. And then, uh, yeah, maybe the worst of the year for sure that I've seen. So definitely the worst that I've seen. I haven't seen all of them. Um, and uh, and then the the what the next goal went off just very Kokaniemi's face and, and yeah. landed in the slot for yeah. them. Like it was very very fortunate that they only lost by a goal in that game. But yeah, like I agree with you uh, totally. So money, um, it's it's funny how hockey works. I, I thought that was arguably the Canucks' worst performance of the season so far, and and they get their first win, right? So uh, that's that's hockey. A uh, big one for me, big takeaway from last night, is I think I need to start collecting Carter Hart Vesna tickets at this point. <laughs> like, it's actually getting to the point where it's absurd. Like, the, the Flyers are very likely not going to make the playoffs, right? I think we can agree on that. But if they do somehow make the playoffs, how is Carter Hart not going to win the Vesna when they're just getting railroaded every single night. And you're finding prices of like 50 to one across the board right now. I already took some Allmark Vesna numbers at 75 to one last week. I would just want to kind of accumulate a portfolio of people that have a chance 
that I think have a chance that are just going to provide solid goaltending. And like, this is a very different Carter Hart than last year. Like last year was no confidence, just letting in a ton. And he like the, he stole the game last night. And I, I haven't checked the GSAX this morning in terms of an update, but I'm sure he's top three in the league right now. And that would warrant some huge consideration for Vesna if they can, if they can do some damage. Alex is in the chat uh, asking uh, if Torts uh, for Jack Adams is a better bet than uh, than than Hart for the Vesna. Do you know what the odds are on Jack Adams to win the? Or sorry, not Jack Adams. Do you know what the odds are on John Tortorella to win the Jack Adams right now? I don't. Yeah, so Jack Adams wins. Um, yeah, I, I haven't seen so like this morning. Jack Adams isn't on the board at a lot of sports books, which is unusual. Yeah. Hart, Vesna, Norris, Calder are all up, but no Jack Adams. So yeah. It, uh, I think I think yeah, like the the Vesna bet. I mean, the, the the Flyers are what five to one to make the playoffs right now. So yeah, fifty to one is that what you said? Is a, yeah. it's a much better bet? And if they make the playoffs, Hart's definitely going to be uh, in consideration for the award. So yeah, Alex yeah. says twenty five to one ish. Sorry to interrupt you so money. So yeah, I would rather just take the the, the Carter Hart at that point. Yeah, yeah. At, at some point, you would think that Carter Hart is going to get played into the ground here, right? They like there's no yeah. way that they can. But I mean, again, like if 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 he does, if he does continue this, like, like that twenty-five to one or like the fifty to one that like Rob saw, like I think that, um, I, I, I thought I was getting smart by uh, betting Binnington to win the, to win the, to to win the Vesna, but I think that, um, hard at that number would be would be pretty good. We will uh, move on and start shifting gears in towards tonight's action, but before we get into specific games tonight, just wanted to talk about something that's been coming up in the. Uh, in the Twitter world, specifically with the Edgework Twitter account, uh, lots of people excited about the Golden Knights. It's why I wore the hat today. Obviously, I still have bedhead and everything, like so I had to put a hat on regardless. But uh, Golden Knights hat for a reason. Um, are the Knights now back to like legitimate cup contender status? You want to you want to go first? <laughs> so. Uh... I was generally higher on Vegas coming into the season. I um I I thought they had to deal with tons of bad luck last year, um and I, I actually do like uh, Logan Thompson quite a bit, even though the the sample size there is is pretty small. My big concern with with Vegas was um how quickly they'd be able to adopt to uh, Bruce Cassidy's system, right? Like, um he he he's, he stresses defensive responsibility, and it usually takes time for um teams like how Vegas played last year to kind of change that. Right. Um, but I'm, I, I go through their games. Um, we're seeing their chances against um, much, much lower than, than last season. Um, they are able to generate con- consistently as well now too. Um, the only poor game that I have was that, um, was that three, two loss in Calgary. Mm-hmm. Um, and, e- and even in that game, they, they were still up to two nothing somehow. Right. But, but um, yeah, then that was the only bad game I have. So because they bought in so early, um, I, I do have a positive outlook for them going going forward. Andy? Yeah, I mean, I think I think the early signs suggest that um, you know, I think there was there were signs last year, even when they were when they were playing without some of their top players, that this was still a pretty good hockey team, right? And and uh, you know, aside from uh Stone and Eichel and Patch Reddy missing half of the season, a lot of other 
serviceable players on that team missed time last season. And that kind of kind of doesn't get talked about a whole lot. It's like, oh, the, the top players miss. But yeah, a lot of other Riley Smith, William Carlson, those types of players missed some time as well. So that all added up. And, um, you know, I thought a lot of people patted themselves on the back for thinking that Vegas was overrated last year. And 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 when they missed the playoffs, like I said, they, they gave them that old Barry Horowitz uh, pat on the back. Right. But uh, that was that was unwarranted. This is a good hockey team. I didn't think heading into the season that they're the contender that they they were before but um yeah i look it, it definitely looks like they're they're trending in that direction but still probably too early to tell if if what we're seeing is you know the the true talent out of this team uh the ducks on the other hand uh they they look really bad to start the mm-hmm. season and uh it's it's no surprise that the market is really really high on vegas here but uh, i'm having trouble um you know just getting to that point that at this point in the season where i'm not really like um, incorporating uh, too much data from 2022, 23 into my into my numbers yet. Agreed. Um, obviously, very big price with Vegas tonight at home to Anaheim. Uh, that's an early start, like an hour earlier than normal, six o'clock Eastern time. Got a couple six o'clock Eastern time uh, games tonight. Um, the one thing I will say about Vegas, been very impressed with their play. But if we do look at their team save percentage this year, 93.09%, second in the league right now. Yeah. There's probably some negative regression coming there, and that's not nothing against Logan Thompson. I th- I think he actually looks fine. Uh, someone pointing out that he's plus eight hundred for the Calder right now. Uh, I have found that price consistently across the board this morning, um, so that's potentially worth a bet. But I do think that that's going to come down to closer to middle of the pack at some point this season. Like, do we expect the Knights to be top five? in save percentage as a team by the end of the year, I would have a hard time believing so. Me too. Yeah. Yeah, totally. Okay. Game of the night, Colorado and New Jersey. So really quickly, you're going to pull up Betstamp here. Uh, For those that don't know, Betstamp will show you the lines from all the sportsbooks in your region. You can download it uh, on Android or iOS, or you can head to betstamp.app to get the desktop version, which is what we are viewing right now. So, um, pretty consistent numbers in market here where you see Colorado favored in the minus 135 to minus 140 range, uh, total six and a half juiced heavily to the over, um, man, New Jersey looks like a powerhouse with horrible goaltending. Like I, I just don't know. I like, I don't know if they're going to get the positive regression from goaltending, but they look like they are destroying some teams that are out there. They move the puck well. They have a lot of speed. Um, Curious, so money, on your thoughts on tonight's game because this is a step up in class for the Devils relative to what they faced recently. Absolutely, and in, sorry. In in general, I'm 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 high on the Devils. I, I agree with you that they 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 look like a complete wagon right now. But um, they're going to waste their whole season here if they don't get in front of their goaltending. Um, I I don't know what we have in Blackwood and um, Vanacek. I think that. Um, and I kind of feel bad for the Devils as well because they probably don't know either, right? Like how how can you upgrade something when you don't know exactly what you have? So, um, but they also need to be careful because if it keeps going on like this, they're just going to waste their whole season. Um, they are upgrading um, in; they're stepping up in class here. As good as the Devils have looked, I'm looking here. They've played the Flyers, they played the Wings twice, Ducks, Islanders, Sharks, and Capitals, right? Um, and now we're getting a Colorado team who I do expect uh, uh, Francois should be a Ned, who I do have a slight downgrade um, um, mm-hmm. 
me, with, me and Andy uh, talked about this one last week specifically. We have, Rob I, was I, right. I have no idea. I have the same <laughs> money, but uh, I have no idea like that, how to value the Colorado goalies. Yeah. Well, you, I think you were right. You said that there was going to be a market move towards uh, towards the other team. I forget who the Colorado Avalanche were playing uh, last Friday, but you said there was going to be a move Seattle. towards Seattle. Yeah, Seattle. You said there was going to be a move uh, towards Seattle if uh, Georgiev was announced as the starting goaltender, and that was the case. Uh, so yeah, I've had uh, I, I've you know tinkering with things ever since. I don't want to be caught on the wrong side of that, but goaltenders, man. It's, Kudo. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, one thing I like to look at is like a guy like Georgiev, right? Like he 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 came into the league highly touted, um, and um, and last year you can, as as long as you can explain a a justification for why someone like that struggled, um, I think you can look for them to kind of bounce back, especially playing behind a strong defensive team like 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 the Avalanche, right? So um, he he he. It was supposed to be a battle last year with uh, with Shesterkin for for the starting job, and he lost it. And then um, he's like openly talked about how he was never able to um, regain his form playing like once every ten days or whatever, right? So um, I think that um, I'm generally higher on him with that than than probably a, a a lot of people because there's a rationale there for why he could possibly bounce back. Yeah, I, I agree with that. And I think you're right. Like it's hard to, to get a read on a goaltender when he's only playing once every two weeks or and and more than that, only getting the the worst opportunities, i.e. when a team is playing tired on the second half of back to back, things like that, right? I mean it's kind of a, a rough deal to to get um to be dealt. But uh yeah, I don't know. Like when I hear comments like that, I've got to think like, yeah, there's probably been a lot of goaltenders that made those types of statements and and their careers never turned around. So I'm a little mm-hmm. bit skeptical for sure. But uh, but yeah, Georgiev, he's looked great this year so far. I, I'm still relative. I think I'm still higher on Pavel Francouz just because I, I, I we've seen him a lot over uh, the last couple of years in in Colorado and he's and he's played pretty well. Um, but uh, but it's definitely it's definitely close. And and I'm not really all that confident in my assessment of goaltenders anyway. Yeah, um, I, I'm in the same boat. I honestly don't know. I, I think there's a wide range of outcomes with which one of those could be better and by how much. Um, just very challenging, especially this early in the year. Um, you just you just brought up a great point, and I want to touch on it really quick. Cole Anderson, a good friend of mine, now now works for the the Philadelphia Flyers, probably training Carter Hart. Uh, he since you know Cole <laughs> used to be a goaltender himself, but uh, no, uh, he 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 put it into a great into perspective one time with, with goaltenders and just, you know, kind of the expected results. Like it's almost as if you have, you know, a, a, a infinite sided dice and every side of that dice has a different, you know, save percentage goal, saved above expected. And, you know, you roll that dice, you're going to get a rain, you know, it, it's sometimes it's going to be a shutout. Sometimes it's going to be two goals against, sometimes he's going to have a really, you know, it's, and that's kind of, and, 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 you know, the better the goaltender, the, 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 you know, the higher the ceiling on that dice, um, but really with, with goalies, I mean, you're just, you're just rolling the dice every game and, and hoping to get a, an above average performance. I would agree with that. Um, yeah. I mean, l- w- w- too often people speak in certainties in sports, right? Like this person is this, this person is that this team is this, this team is that, but there's really just a range of what that team or player can be. Sometimes it's a smaller range. Sometimes it's a lower floor, higher ceiling, but you, you do have to take all of that stuff into account. Um, I did play a little bit of the Devils. I still like them at the current market price. Um, I I know what I'm getting into tonight, and that's one <laughs> game where like the Devils outshoot the Avalanche 37-21 and lose like 5-2 or something because their goaltending has been horrible. But 
it's very hard for me to ignore. And I know it's only been seven games, but at five versus five, expected goals four percentage, the Devils are above 69% right now. The second highest in the league is Carolina, above just around 64%. So they are throttling teams. And you can still adjust for quality of competition, right? Like I know that they've played poor teams, but even when you adjust the numbers, they are playing those teams much better than other teams are playing those teams as well. So I do think that there's something to the Devils roster being a great team. We have Todd who does uh, edge work on Tuesdays uh, with Alex Moretto and Matt Russell as well. Are you a devil? Yes, I am a devil. Todd is a a Devils fan. But um, I do think that that New Jersey uh, is a decent bet tonight. I want to get to your guys' favorite bets on the board tonight. Um, We'll start with you, So Money. Um, I have a feeling, just knowing your style, that we might be headed down a very ugly path tonight. (laughs) So uh, just like how you know what you're getting into with the Devils, I fully acknowledge I understand what I'm doing betting the Coyotes here. Um, I um, bet them a little bit earlier in the morning. Um, Yeah, I think that... um, you have the usual uh, Winnipeg's on a back-to-back. They're going to start their uh, David Riddish tonight. Mm-hmm. Um, they're not that good, and they're laying this 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 price on the road. Um, so so we so so we have all that. Um, there's also there's um there, there's a lot of chaos here with um with this new arena that or you can call it that that like that like that like Mullet Arena, Mullet Arena that they'll be pl- playing in tonight. So there's. There, there's a lot of chaos there because we we don't know um, how 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 this arena is gonna is is gonna play out. Now, if if there's if if there's nothing different, um, there's no extra home ice. Like maybe the visitors' locker room is not really the size of my basement. Um, if there's if if there's <laughs> still better than the saddle dome, though. <laughs> yeah, yeah, there you go. If there if if there is none of that, then. Then I then I know what I'm getting into and like I'm whatever right like I've got the price against the team that shouldn't be laying this on the road. If there, however, if there is any of that built in, um, it's it's just upside for me betting the Coyotes. So um, I'm hoping that there's a lot of problems in the visitor dressing room and um, but yeah, just a just a number there. Um, I see them uh, plus plus one thirties. Um, I I would still bet them at that number as well. Yeah, I'm I'm not on the Coyotes, but I definitely uh, I definitely would would rather bet on them in this spot than the than the Winnipeg Jets, even at the, the current price. I mean, if you put a you hold a gun to my head, I, I'd take the Coyotes in in this situation, given all the reasons that you just said. And just to kind of parrot that a little bit, the 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 new arena, uh, it's a five thousand seat multi purpose or multi sport complex at the University of Arizona. And uh, I was talking to some people yesterday um, that were kind of following this uh, throughout the, over the last couple months and. Um, actually it was, uh, Greg, Greg Wazinski from uh, ESPN. I, I DM'd him and asked him a little bit about it. And he told me that, yeah, all the players, coaches, their, their comments all suggest that the, the boards are super fast. The ice surface is really fast. Um, and one of the reasons, uh, for the, the ice surface apparently being so fast is that because it's a smaller building, it's a lot easier to control the elements in there. Hmm. Um, so they can kind of perfect things, I guess, a little bit more, uh, and, and, and I guess we'll see once the once the they pack it with five thousand people and really really get get uh, get get it sweating in there. But uh, but you know it's early signs suggest that this might be a, a little bit of a different uh, different playing surface than the players are used to. But 
Um, my play for today, and I haven't had any luck on Fridays yet. I believe I don't think I've given out a winner yet. So uh, hopefully that ends today. And it's uh, uh, kind of a bit of a gamble because there's some uncertainty here with the lineup. Uh, I'm on the Penguins at minus 165. Just a partial wager. Nothing, nothing too crazy here. Uh, it's moved a little bit. I think the consensus price is minus 170. Uh, but you can find minus 165 if you shop around. I'm sure. Am I correct on that, Rob? You are minus 165, best in market. We have Bet Rivers minus 167, Betway minus. So there, there's a pinnacle minus 166. There's a lot of options available there. Yeah. In that price so it's, it was a small bet, roughly. I think like 80. You know, kind of like 82 to, to win fifty kind of thing. Uh, mm-hmm. I I would have risked more on it. I think I think this is an extremely short price if Jake Gensel plays. Uh, I think it's even uh, more of a short price if if JT Miller is also out, which we don't know yet. Um, but uh, the Canucks, like like so many said, they're 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 that's an AHL uh, defense right now. Um, and it's not that I don't I don't really have a, a, a vendetta against uh, Spencer Martin. I think he's a fine. A uh, young backup has potential to be a, a decent NHL goaltender, I think. Um, but yeah, this 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 Canucks team is uh, is is hurting right now. Quinn Hughes, Brock Besser, uh, out of the lineup. All the other players that uh, uh, you know aren't as aren't as big name brand wise, but do do still fill a role on that team. Um, and I'm guessing that it's going to be Casey DeSmith tonight. The Penguins play in Seattle tomorrow. I, I mean, they could start uh, Tristan Jari, but safe bet is Casey DeSmith on the first half of the back to back here. Um, and uh, and I like the Penguins. I like I said. I think if 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 the news shakes out in favor of of my bet, meaning Gensel plays, which I don't think he will. Tomorrow's gonna. They said he was gonna play on this trip though, and tomorrow will be his last chance because they're heading home after the game against uh, Seattle. So maybe he does. Um, but yeah, Miller looked to be in a lot of pain. It's hard to hard to say if that was you know mm-hmm. just just a, a temporary thing, and and you know the swelling goes down, he can get a skate on, blah blah blah. But uh, but he did look to be a, a, in a lot of pain and. Uh, and you know maybe maybe he doesn't play today. So I was I was willing to take a gamble on that. It's not a, not a big play by any means, but uh, but hopefully the Pens can uh, pen get it done for me tonight. Yeah, um, I, I I'm not including Gensel or uh, obviously Quinn Hughes or J T Miller in my number on this game, and I I do agree with you. I think there's actually a higher probability that Jari starts than we might expect. I think Mike Sullivan, if correct me if I'm wrong. I, I lose track of this because I'm, uh, you know, I'm, I'm Rain Man when it comes to goalies. I'm trying to follow <laughs> like a, a million things at a time. But I believe that he does like to start Jari in the first half of back-to-backs a lot of the time as well. So yeah, there there is upside in this play as well. Like if it's, you're if you like that bet with the Smith, you're gonna exactly. love it with Jari. It's more, it's more not, it's more just to like play it safe and and line the game as if as if Jari isn't going to play. See if you have an edge. That's how I kind of play it sometimes. Like if I'm not certain about who the starting goaltender will be i'll i'll first price the game as if it's going to be the worst of the two goaltenders and, and then see if i have an edge and if i have an edge there then i can justify making the bet early regardless of, of who starts right so that's kind of where i'm at today yeah. i will say that i think the penguins win this game even with uh, Jonas johansson in it so i don't think if that happens i'm gonna be pissed that would be upsetting that would be upsetting uh i'm gonna go back to um the game we talked about earlier but i do like the devils anything no, I, I gotta cut you off man i gotta agree with alex in the chat the light mode ain't doing it you gotta switch back to dark mode man no i'm just joking oh, they're, they're, you know what um i am a light mode guy I've never been a dark mode guy, but I, I recently <laughs> changed my YouTube to dark mode and I might, I might come around on it. So it's yes, maybe, maybe I'll go to the dark mode on, on bet stamp as well, but um, <laughs> I, I can't get over how well the devils have looked to start the year. And I, I get that it's Colorado. 
I get that there's concerns with goaltending, um, but I do think that they will play well and consistently play well. And I'd rather just bet on teams that are going to play well on a nightly basis than put stock into a team like Philadelphia, for example, where you know that they're going to get railed and you're reliant on goaltending to come through. Um, So anything plus 120 or higher, uh, I do like the New Jersey Devils tonight. We will lock these all in on BetStamp on the Edgework account. You'll have to excuse us for the delay today. Our producer, Zach, is in London visiting his girlfriend. So uh, it'll be a little bit behind in terms Zach of locking Zach has a girlfriend? In. He does. Uh, a very serious relationship, and he's going to go spend some time with her. He is, he's Aww. entitled to that. So that's why he's not here <laughs> for Friday. But well, uh, Hopefully his quick- dad still retweets, though. Yes, if Zach's dad is watching, please retweet the show at some point <laughs> today like you do every week. Um, really quickly, just there are going to be people, people who watch this later in the day. So, uh, so money in terms of the Coyotes, what would you play them to if the number were to move? Uh, plus 123. Okay, 123 the cutoff. Andy for the Penguins? Um, it's it's tough to say like my definitive cutoff because of the new the news situation here. So things could change a lot. Right now, minus one sixty five or better. It's a a play to win a half unit, roughly. Nothing nothing exciting, but uh, but if if the news shakes out in the right direction, if Miller is announced out or or Gensel is announced in, I would probably try to act quickly and add a little bit more to that position. Uh, you know, make it a full bet. So we'll see what happens. But uh, uh, at that point, I would say you know if if you can if you can get in front of the market uh, on news, whether it's Gensel is in or Miller is out or both uh i likely be hard to get get on both of the uh, both uh both stories there but um if you can do that i, I think the penguins are, would still be a good bet up to minus 175 but definitely definitely wait for that to, to shake out perfect uh for me i play the devils down to plus 120 with what we know in market right now for anyone out there that's listening this has been edge work if you do enjoy the content thumbs up subscribe for so many sports for andy mcneil and by the way, check out Andy's stuff at VEASAN. It's really good. Great read every morning. That's how I start my day. I, I drink my <laughs> espresso and I'm like, damn it, I don't agree with Andy on this. Or yes, I'm in agreement with Andy on this. So it's a, a great read. I highly suggest everyone check it out. Uh, happy Halloween for everyone who's having Halloween parties this weekend. Stay safe. And uh, this crew will see you again next Friday. Have a good one. I'll see you in two weeks, I think. So Two weeks. Yeah. All right. Peace, everyone.